This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weinman. The Ginger Gorilla. Lockenfora. JLC, it's built in. And Barbalace. T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Ooh. park. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. Orioles, Mariners, we're about two hours, 15 minutes, if my Towson education math uh, is correct. Their first pitch, Camden Yards, Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Mike Bordick, who are both already here at Pickles Pub because they're consummate professionals like our next guest, and that is Rock Cabaco, who covers the Orioles for Mass and Sports in Rock. Brandon Hyde just finished meeting up with the media about five ten minutes ago. He provided an update on Cedric Mullins and Ryan Mountcastle, who are both in the midst of rehab stints uh, at Norfolk. Uh, when could they possibly be back up in Baltimore? Yeah, it's not much of an update. I know they're not here today. <laughs> there was yeah. that, and you know, I think there was some speculation that okay, you know, they Mullins played both ends of, of last night's doubleheader part of game two, which we knew was going to happen. He wasn't going to play all nine innings or seven innings. But we, I figured that was a pretty good sign that he's ready. But Hyde said they're just still evaluating day to day. He didn't narrow it down any more than that. I wouldn't be shocked if Cedric's back this weekend. But we, we can't get him to narrow it down any more than day to day. And, you know, he's, I think it's pretty quick. I don't know. They never gave an exact timetable. But the fact that he's already playing in games and, you know, he's, played a full game before that and then both ends of a double header it seems like he's pretty close so he's not exactly ready i don't know how much more he's gonna have to do but they he's not here today as far as we know we didn't see him we haven't seen norfolk's lineup yet so he's day-to-day with him mountcastle isn't hitting that doesn't have a hit still striking out but the key thing yeah. is too so he has vertigo and he's playing so that's a good sign in itself but again uh, there's never been a timetable with him either, especially with Vertigo. I don't think one exists. He already had one setback that put him on the IL. So uh, day-to-day evaluation, check back tomorrow. Um, do we have any more closure about the Sunday starter? I know it will be Bradish's turn and in, in, um, leading up to uh, the weekend. The Orioles hadn't listed a starter. Hyde threw out there that Irvin's going to probably get another start. Where are we on that, and, and are you surprised that Irvin's still here? Yeah, I mean, the, the game no time would come out yet. I figured they'd give him another shot, but with the off days that they had, you know, surrounding that you know, two-game race series, they certainly can play with the, the, the rotation and have Irvin as another long guy out of the pen. You know, obviously, you know, capable of providing length, and you really need a fourth left-hander. So we're still waiting. I just figured if it was definitely Braddish, they would have just said that in advance. I don't mm-hmm. know what you wait on that. Uh, you know, get Grayson just started uh, like how many days ago, so I don't think he would be ready for a Sunday no. start. So we're waiting on that as well. Maybe there'll have to be um, some, some uh, clarity later today. But uh, for now, yeah, they're going 
CBA, and I think a lot of it is, again, because they can mess with that rotation with the off days. Rock, when Ryan Mountcastle and Cedric Mullins do end up making their way back to Baltimore, Ryan O'Hearn and Aaron Hicks, you can't just have them ride the pine with how well they're playing. And Brandon Hyde, he talked about how difficult that's going to be. Yeah, he has. And, you know, he's still like a guy with O'Hearn, for example. It's kind of hard to sit him now. So, huh. you know, you're going to have to find ways to get him in the lineup. He's, you know, he's not going to play every day once Mount Castle's back. But there are ways to do it because you can play the corner outfield. You've got the D8 spot that's fluid. You can rotate guys in. Still find ways. And the same thing with Hicks. He's not going to be their everyday center fielder anymore. But you got to hold on to him. So I don't know whether that's a bad sign for a guy like Josh Lester, if it's a bad sign for somebody like Joey Ortiz. When you have to make room, and you hate to see the, a prospect on the shuttle, they try not to do that with too many guys, and Joey's become a shuttle guy all of a sudden. But there's just no way that you could just eliminate O'Hearn and Hicks with the way they're playing. I mean, they've just been too valuable. So I think they will find ways to try and rotate guys around, and especially if Mountcastle is not hitting still. Like, he's in a, what, 4 for 30 right now? So if he's really struggling when he comes back, maybe he sits a little more often, especially against tough right-handers. Um, I'm going to ask you another are you surprised question. <laughs> um, are you surprised that Joey Ortiz is not in this lineup tonight, whether at short or second, considering he can play both with a plum? And really, you could look at seven game, 15 game, 30 game, and really season long sample sizes now. And the offensive output from second base and shortstop, it's not even particularly close to league average. I just wonder what it takes for somebody else to get some sort of run there. Yeah, I figure with the right-hander starting for Seattle, we'd see more Frazier. But Brandon was also asked about Mateo, and he said that the defense that he supplies to him is making up for the problems at the plate right now, and he thinks that he's mm-hmm. you know, hit the ball pretty hard the last few games. He's ready to break out, which we've heard before. I think a lot of it goes back to the defense. I saw a stat somewhere that the middle defense for the Orioles, you know, numerically, defensively, rates pretty high. So I think they're just looking at that, that they're happy with what they're getting in the field from those guys. And I think Frazier's, you know, expected batting average is probably 50 points higher than what it is right now, the real average. So for now, they're sticking with the arrangement. I don't know how much longer. We know Jordan Westberg. I thought you would have mentioned him by now. I know. <laughs> I was right about to, Rock. <laughs> there you go. I, I figured, it's like, what else does he have to do, you know? But you have to make, a, make room for him. And with a guy like Mateo, if you're thinking of trying to, you know, drum up some trade interest. The value might be a little bit down right now, but I've, as I said before, there have been scouts that have been watching Urias and Mateo since spring training, anticipating one or both of these guys are going to be available at some point if they don't start trading the prospects because you got to make room for those guys then. So there are, there are teams looking at them, but for now they're sticking with what they feel like is, is plus defense from Mateo for short shortstop. That's keeping him in the lineup more often than not. Well, Rock, let's let's just get to Jordan Westberg. You mentioned it. At Colton Kowser, I'm sure you haven't been asked the question a billion times, but what more do these guys need to do? Do you see them being brought up within the next week or two? I mean, I, I'm going to be like Brandon and not provide a timetable. But yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't blame you. Yes, I was asking the mailbag, will they play in the majors this year? I felt very confident to say, yes, 100%, we're going to see them just don't know when and again you have to make room so if you're going to bring up a calder then who's the corresponding move and i know a lot of fans will say ryan mckenna but that's a right-handed bat speed they love his defense he's a different type of player 
But if you bring up either one of these guys or both, they have got to play. They can't get the Kyle Stowers treatment or the Joey Ortiz treatment. You bring them up, they've got to be in the lineup, and that's where you have to start making room again for them. Uh, but I, I just feel like at least offensively, there's really nothing else they need to show, and Kowser's been impressive. Well, I've talked to scouts that didn't think he was a center fielder that now say he is a center fielder if you needed him there. And I think with Westberg, they did want to work a little on the defense more. I, I talked to a scout that thought he's better at second and third base than short. If that's the case, that's fine because Gunnar Henderson's here. And they've got Orwin Ortiz, is, you know, if he stays on the club. So uh, I, I don't know how much more these guys have to do. I think some of it right now might just be they're going to have to figure out ways to make room for them. Grayson Rodriguez um, was not as, nearly as dominant his last outing as he was the two prior, but he still wasn't awful, you know, and he still got his, whatever, 18 swing and miss. Um, we're starting a stretch of 16 games in 17 days, weather permitting, tonight. Do you f- imagine he's back in the rotation maybe by the middle of next week when he would be up again or perhaps by next weekend? I think certainly it's, it's, it's not going to be that far off because they even said this was, more of a kind of a reset for him. It wasn't expected to be too long. As long as the reports are good on him, that they've got good fastball command, that's going to be huge. That was first and foremost what he needed to do. I, but as I've said before, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, it is a little bit hard to evaluate a guy if he's yeah. dominating AAA hitters because those guys are going to chase where major league hitters don't. It's, you know, it's, it's different how you set them up. So, I mean, we would expect him to dominate. He, he, you know, he's not a, a AAA pitcher. He's above that. So, you know, what do you really take out of a six innings, one hit, you know, 11 strikeout type game? That's what he should be doing anyway. And the numbers certainly weren't there as last one. So I think you have to look beyond that and trust the people who are watching him. And if they say, look, a fastball command's great, uh, you know, he's, he's gotten past that. Some other things are kind of maybe working on. Then you bring him back up more so than just what the numbers say. Because, again, especially AAA lineups, not necessarily Norfolk, but most of it's kind of like top-heavy and in the bottom four or five guys, you should be able to get them out anyway. There are very few AAA lineups that top to bottom are like a major league lineup. And, again, Norfolk is that really fun, interesting exception. He's Rock Kabako, covers the O's for Mass and Sports. Rock, thanks so much for coming on, as always. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. You got it. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 